where ideas and cultures mix, we find Ferromasters University. You see Potentia. My character's name is Harold. Meredith is a tiny halfling. I am Gore, third year PhD studying health fitness. Complete the scavenger hunt and be back by nightfall. Begin! Well, I suppose we're a team now. Standing on the wall above you, that having just phased into existence, is a large blue spider. Literally, like, this column of light just, like, pinpoints the spider. Technically, you didn't specifically ask me not to. You specifically asked Harold not to. But I will stop. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It goes to a Harold, Meredith, and Potentia. Come forward and collect your wine. And now we continue. return to Ferromasters University during orientation week, a time when new students are getting their bearings and finding their way around campus. Today is market day, a day where clubs and societies try and get new members to join. You can hear people in the distance laughing and merry bands are playing and you spot each other across the way. You've, you saw each other a week ago at a postgraduate welcome day. Let's start with Potentia. Um, has she gotten a snack or a drink from the fre- refreshments? She's deci- currently in the process of deciding what she wants. Okay. She's yet to, yet to move anywhere, just sort of contemplating what is in front of her. Okay. Well, I think the person who would approach you the most uh, would be Joe's character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, definitely. So what is Meredith doing right now? Okay, so uh, spends most of her time kind of making eye contact with people and waving as though she's spent like the entire last week getting to know everybody and their backstories um, like she does everywhere she goes, mm-hmm. um, even though she has spent a week kind of settling into the campus village. Um, she's still kind of dressed um, for action, which seems to suggest that she doesn't really have much money to spend on clothing. Um, but yeah, but she's also managed to somehow find the biggest um, kind of uh, fairy floss stick. Um, and it's kind of half as tall as she is. Uh, and she's currently stuffing her face with fairy floss um, and looks really, really, really happy. Nice. Nice. So as you two are gathering uh, and having some light conversation, I think Ross's character would see you, uh, recognize the two of you and decide to walk over. Does Harold have a refreshment that he's carrying? He's picked up. Yes. Harold has a ginger beer in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and a candied apple. Nice. 
Nice. Uh, so you engage in some light conversation, uh, catching up after not seeing each other for a week. I'm just going to swipe a small amount of Meredith's fairy floss off the top just while conversation is natural. Meredith happening. doesn't notice. Yeah. It's too big. That's fair. That's, yes. <laughs> um, this, this mountain of fairy floss you've acquired. <laughs> the ability to spin sugar is, is new to the world, so this is quite fanciful mm-hmm. for you. And she kind of looks at the others as she's got like a mouthful of fairy floss and she's just like, oh my goodness, have you guys tried this? This is the best thing ever. You think it's like massive and it, it takes up all this space, but then you put you put it in your mouth and it shrinks. Oh, it's the best. And I love it. And you should all eat it all the time. I will sample some. I, I've not had fairy floss before and I try it. Um, there'd be somebody nearby with a, a stall that they're sitting at. They've got kind of... Um like a spinner's wheel for for, for thread. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're foot pedaling a, a drum which has in the middle uh, a heated area with sugar has been poured in. And as the sugar melts, uh, it forms these strands that get spun out and form these, these strings which someone gathers together with a stick and uh, is mm. offering them to people. It's a new, new delicacy in town. Uh, mm. It's only, you know, someone only came up with it recently. Uh, and they're adding light, citrusy flavors to it. But mm. it's mostly just sugar. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. I, it, it's too sweet for my taste, but that's fine. It's, I'm sure you're enjoying yourself and will definitely not be full of energy later. Oh, of course not. No, definitely. Absolutely not. Nope. <laughs> yeah, nope, nope, nope. This nope, amount nope, of nope, sugar nope. proportional to your size is definitely not a problem. You know, it's weird. I thought when Viv actually offered it to me before, she said that it was magic in origin, but it, it, I did a little bit of an arcana check on it, and it's not. It's weird. I have no idea where it came from, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> well, having gotten a few refreshments, you start wandering through the campus, uh, down the main strip, uh, and you see all kinds of university clubs and stalls have set up little little tables with banners and flags and bits of merchandise shirts that they've had sewn or their, their logos and things onto you can see uh, a section for the various sports societies that have popped up there's an athletics team there's a jousting team there's uh, a couple sports which harold would be familiar with but potentially meredith and potentia aren't there's a a team for Scrunch, there's a team for a game called Mugby, um, and there's what looks to be some kind of board game society. Uh, but the the pieces are on these kind of like checkerboard uh, wooden tables, and the society is called the Regicide Society. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But assuming you don't want to join any of those uh, athletics teams, you move on. I don't want to join <laughs> any, but I just want to go and have a quick look over the shoulder of the Regicide Society just to sort of suss out what their deal. It seems to be some kind of like battle game with with someone, the little figures, some with a crown, uh, some with uh, swords, some with horses. Uh, and that the pieces are in different colours. One seems to be made of ivory and one seems to be made of <laughs> some kind of uh, black material, like a, like a dark oak. I, I make note of this and remark that uh, 
that I might be back, but I have to follow. I have to continue on with my friends. Um, you move into the religious societies. It seems as little religious groups for the various gods that exist in the world. Uh, and then, right next to the religious societies, is what looks to be a warlock support society. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see, oh, there's there's a society for a druids group, and there's a society for uh, barbarians and the guy, the guy, yeah, Gore. <laughs> do do, do yes. we see? Yes. Do we see Gore over near the barbarians, or can I see Gore? Yes. So someone you met. A week ago at the the postgraduate student event is the human barbarian Gore, and who is standing handing out flyers at the Barbarian Student Society. And he sees you and gestures for you to come over with these big sweeping arms. Yes. Hello, friends. It is good to see you again. Gore, how you doing? What's been happening? I am doing, I am helping with the society. It is good for people with barbarian heritage to spend time with other barbarians. We have many cultural games that other people do not enjoy. Oh, I really want to learn more about those games. I swipe one of his pamphlets just to read, not in a stealthy way. Well, so you'll see that someone, there are two people on the table who have Mm -hmm. placed... Uh, what looked to be their offhand on the table, and in their them what looks to be their strong main hand, they both have mm. knives, and they're going back and forth, stabbing the table, mm. uh, trying to stab what appears to be trying to stab between their fingers. But these people are perhaps not the most dexterous of folk. <laughs> oh no! Um, so there's already some blood pooling where their hands are, but neither of them have grimaced. They're just staring at each other, steely eyed. Until one of them flinches and it goes, ah, good game. From an occupational health and safety perspective, I cast prestidigitation to clear away the blood off the table, just in a very like, this is ridiculous kind of way. They look at you like you have insulted their culture. They look at you with shock, like, oh. <laughs> Meredith puts her hands down from where she was preparing the cure wound spell mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like whistles a little bit. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, across the, the path from the Barbarian Society is the, it's not the Fighter Society, it's the Town Guard Society. So in this university, as Harold would know, there is a like a cadetship for people who want to join the Town Guard and they have to learn, you know, the legal uh like the laws in town they have to know the proper procedures and standing behind the table is a man dressed in full armor head to toe with a helmet on uh but he's waving at you as if he knows you but you clearly do not recognize him gore points out i believe friend michael wants your attention it's michael isn't it oh and uh, I look over at Potentia and um, uh, I say, um, you and him got um, awfully close, didn't you, last week, I believe? I roll my eyes and say, I, I, got, a, I got a potion or two off of him. Yes, I should probably go and say hello, I suppose. Yes, you did bedazzle him somewhat, I believe, um, is what happened. Meredith um, kind of nudges Harold. <laughs> what, can, what can I say, Harold? I'm charming. <laughs> 
and then wanders <laughs> up, like head off towards Michael. And I, Is she um, yeah, I was going to say as, <laughs> as she walks off, I kind of just turn to Mathis and go, "Is she serious?" <laughs> I think so. Should we tell her? No. So, so you've walked. So yeah. Michael was someone that you also met last week during mm-hmm. your scavenger hunt, uh, who witnessed some some violence that you were uh, <laughs> subject to and offered some healing potions, but you were fine. He gave me a healing potion. Yes. I still have it. It's yes. Um, so he, he you know, starts talking to you and is, Hello, Fedorcia. It is very good to see you. He's talking through his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just going to point out to him that I can barely understand what you're saying, Michael. Uh, the, the helmet might need to come Oh, yeah, sorry. And he lifts the helmet off. It's a full, like, knight helmet that he's... I'm just getting used to wearing it. He takes it off and, like, reveals this long, flowing black hair. And it's the first time you've actually seen his face, because last time he wore this helmet too. Yeah. And you couldn't tell by his voice, but he's actually a half-orc. Does he kind of have, like, this Pantene moment where he takes the helmet off? Oh, yeah, like, like, the the, the helmet comes off and the hair, like, appears. (laughs) Like, how did he get it all? And he smiles at you with this this tusky, toothy grin. As Potentia is a basically a walking hair advertisement herself, as we established last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I just appreciate just generally I'm like mm, good hair in, to to myself and uh, and ask uh, how he's been well how he's been over the course of the week. Oh, I've been good, thank you. Just preparing for this. Um, Gore and I went to, to watch a, a match of Scrunch the other day. It was a good time. Sounds like you've been having a fascinating week. Well, I mean, I'm no, no professional axe thrower, but Gore, Gore you know, is a good teacher. No, you throw a good axe, he says across the way. Well, it's a budding bromance. Wow. <laughs> Bless. What excellent hearing Gore has. That's, um, well, that's you're not that far apart. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he's paying, he's, paying, he's paying attention to he's he was you know watching the interaction yeah yeah uh you see there's more societies down the way including lots of uh special interest societies mm. I, I i tell michael that i'll see him later in a like curse in a cursory mm. way of like i'll see you later which he can absolutely take whatever way he would like to <laughs> Can I um, can I roll an insight check to see how um, Michael? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no! Why does this one? Oh, not good. To Ten. Me? Uh, he <laughs> seems to be welcome to seeing her later. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Meredith grins with like fairy floss hanging out of her mouth and waves and keeps uh, following. So can I please have? I mm. think Meredith might be the one who notices this. Can you please roll a insight check for me? Mm-hmm. Insight is plus one. Nineteen. <laughs> there are all these societies here that, where you are currently, that represent uh, what would broadly classify different adventuring kind of classes. But there's one particular class that's missing. There's a table that says Rogue Society, but there's nobody there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a single like placard stuck on the table, but huh. there's nobody manning the table at all. Huh. Weird. Meredith kind of peels off um, and wanders over to the the rogue society table. Uh, the the placard is uh, sitting on the table, and it says, "If you want to join us, you have to find us first." <laughs> Can I, um... The rogues have gone rogue. 
<laughs> Sorry. Can I roll a perception check? Or yes. Yep, you can yeah, do that. Investigation? Yep. Which one? Perception? Uh, let's do investigation. Okay. Oh, seven. <laughs> uh, so written in very soft, light text, there appears to be some kind of writing around the outside of the placard, but you it's it's a long it looks like a grocery list of things and like it's it's a sentence that doesn't really go anywhere or seem to mean anything right is it in another language or can i understand it it's Mm. it's definitely in common you just yeah okay you can't seem to gain any kind of information from it it seems almost random with the words it seems like an everyday conversation that someone's written down Meredith is just kind of going to, I think I'm going to just like frown a little bit at it and then shrug my shoulders and walk away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and keep looking for the bards. Yeah. So they're, they're oh, you, you hear the bards before you see <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> so there's a bard society and what you thought was a band that was being uh, organized to play, it's just the bard society. They are singing and dancing and playing music. Someone's performing juggling and there's someone who is doing handstands and flips you immediately feel like you have found your people heck yes can Ah. i can i wander over to the rogue table because to me it looks empty at this point and just i want to lean against it and just appreciate the bard society just doing their flippy thing like Mm -hmm. it's not a place that i belong but it's absolutely something i'm just like ah bards bards are great I've appreciated yeah. many a bard on my travels, so. Has Meredith met any of these guys before? Um, so you probably have met a couple of them because you live mm-hmm. in the, like on the student dorms. Yeah. So you've pro- like bards tend to find each other because you're like be walking down a hallway and you hear someone playing a, a guitar and you're like, mm-hmm. hello, where is that? Yep. And you're naturally drawn to each other. So you've met a couple of them already. Yeah, okay, uh, and they're, cool. They're very happy to see you. You've probably already heard that they like, we're going to do this and yeah you know you probably already have your your silver piece to like sign up basically yeah if yeah. not if she hasn't signed up already yeah yeah i think yeah. you probably already have signed up yeah you probably already know the president and the, the treasurer's name yeah yeah yep. all right basically so you have a nice chat with them so let's shift because you're gonna have a chat with them and and pal around and play some music for a bit yeah um let's go to harold and potentia for a second Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the societies that grabs your attention briefly, Harold, mm. is there seems to be a card game society mm. and they're playing what looks to be, uh, dragon's poker. Yep. Uh, which is a pretty common game, um, which is similar to regular human poker, except it has a couple more powerful cards and there's somebody on the edge mm. of the card game society who seems to be shuffling a deck with one hand and trying to complete some kind of like three-dimensional puzzle with the other. Oh. Little showboaty, but okay. The card backs on these aren't ones you're familiar with. It looks like some kind of collectible card game. Okay. I um I wander over, um, being a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so this is canonical that Harold is Harold is a nerd. <laughs> Canon. I say, um, oh, hello. Um, that's a very interesting game you've got there. Um, 
you know, I I haven't seen anyone play any any kind of game with that that kind of card back before. I, I'm curious what what's what's going on here. Oh well, this is a collectible card game that a few of us play. Uh, we get together and have tournaments. It's called Monster Battles. Oh, yes, it's a very fun, challenging game that requires deck building and construction. Um, it's combos and <laughs> it's different to the average kind of poker and other card games you might be familiar with hmm, are you saying there's some amount of strategy going on is there or oh yes definitely you construct a deck beforehand so you know what weapons you're walking <laughs> into a sec. battle with can i just um interrupt as joe for a second ben is is what's going on here have you basically just created magic the gathering in a fantasy <laughs> yeah, yeah. setting 100 percent yes is this what's happening <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh my word! Uh, so he, he 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 explains kind of the general premise for the game and uh, how to play. He's he's particularly interested in teaching someone because it seems as though while he is part of the card game society, mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of off to the side. Like he joined the society to play this card game, but everyone else mm-hmm. is more interested in the the kind of gambling. Uh, Car mm. games you'd find in casinos. Yep. Okay. Um, well, how how would one go about uh, procuring uh, cards for this um, monster fight? Did you call it monster battles? Oh. He'll, he'll you know direct you to uh, an area of town where it has uh, the place. It's in the it's a a store in the artisan's corner, and you notice that the artwork is actually like it looks as though artists are actually drawing and painting these little cards like the art is actually very nice on awesome them. yeah okay um, right but with your like you know he asks you if you'd like to join and yet the people playing poker like look over as if something very unusual has happened <laughs> uh i i you know i'm i'm very interested in this you know when i was a kid i would play games all the time my my attendant would go out to all parts of the city and find such wonderful things you know it was yeah, it's rather nice. Um, but yes, you know, I, I I really haven't been into it for a long time, and I, this this looks uh, this looks very interesting. I would definitely be interested in in joining. Where do I sign up? He pulls out a form with a quill and some ink. It's just one silver piece for the year for membership. Oh, is that it? Yep. Um, sure. <laughs> I just literally, I literally look in my pocket for silvers, and I'm like, um, oh, do you, do you have change? <laughs> yeah, we can break a gold. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, so he, he'll break that for you and you'll sign up to the Card Game Society. Awesome. Uh, and, uh. you know, he'll, he'll chat with you for a bit, but then he'll, as you walk off, he'll start fiddling with that, that three-dimensional puzzle he's working on. Mm. So, uh, Harold's interacting with the, the Card Game Society. So, there are all these societies for, like, special interest groups various games and and things of note like there's probably a like a restaurant society that goes around to different restaurants there's mm-hmm. there's a an adventurers society mm-hmm. um which on closer inspection is not a society for adventurers it is a society for adventurer appreciation mm. <laughs> right kind of an adventurer fan society can i, I, I... Potentia absolutely walked up to that table thinking it was something that it was not and then has, ve- has kind of veered away almost immediately going, oh, I do not, I don't want to talk about it. I don't, I don't, 
don't want to talk about it. No? Yeah, you don't want to talk about your favorite adventurers and the, the great deeds they've done. You're like, no, nah. just gonna... Or, and I also definitely don't want to become someone that they beg for information about my travels from. Yeah. Because, yeah. no, thank you. That's fair. So you actually, you find yourself uh, standing in front of a table that the symbol is a stylized question mark. And sitting at the table, reading a book, kind of you know, looking over the like the edge of the book, at everyone walking past, but not necessarily choosing to engage with anyone. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're keeping an eye out for for someone or someone in particular, something that catches their eye. Mm-hmm. And as you walk up, uh, this this woman who is sitting behind the table puts a bookmark in and closes her book and puts it flat on the table. And she, like, sits up straight. Hello. Hi. Are you interested in mysteries, in solving problems, in learning and exploring the world? I feel like that's a trait that lots of people should share, but people seldom do. Hmm. I agree. Uh, She stands up. Uh, She's a human woman uh, who looks to be in her Mm mid-twenties. And she puts her hand out to shake your hand uh, and gives you, if you accept, a firm handshake. Yep. I am Nora Hart, president of the Enigma Society. And I think you are just the right person to join. Can you tell me anything about the Enigma Society, or does the name explain its purpose? We are a group of like-minded people who go into the world to solve problems and explore the unknown. And I'd love to tell you more, but that's really part of the appeal. Mm. The mystery is certainly intriguing. I, What I would like to do, Ben, is... Um, See if I can, without having to ask any questions, figure anything out about her and this society just based on this conversation and the way she's acting. Yep. Uh, so that would be an insight check, yeah, I think. I thought you were going to say that, which is not what I wanted, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a 15 plus 1, so that is a 16. Ah. Um... <laughs> Slightly better than I expected it to be. Hey. Yes. Well. Oh, good. Uh, She's vaguely insightful. <laughs> yes. Today. So what you're able to gleam mm-hmm. is that this is not a society that gets many people joining. Yeah. And it's not a society that Nora wants many people to join. Yeah. But she's after like specific kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And there was something about you that caught her eye. Um, in which case, I'm just going to say to her, what what does one have to do to become a member of said enigmatic group of colleagues? So unlike other societies mm. where you pay a membership fee and sign a document, just putting your, your name and student mm-hmm. number down, The Enigma Society requires you to perform an act of help to someone. And I actually happen to have somebody who needs some help. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And she looks past you down the the pathway to mm-hmm. the people you've been walking along. So Meredith is mid-song with some bards and Harold is at this stage finishing up his signing up to the, the card game society. Mm-hmm. I think you and your companions mm-hmm. should go and speak to the head librarian. He has uh, a task that needs completing. I think I can manage that, I say to her. Is there anything else I should know? I'm going to be here the rest of the week. And once you've completed that task, come and find me and I will happily invite you into the society. Fine. And I do that thing that only people who have a ridiculous amount of self-confidence can do and just kind of turn and sweep off in a like, fine, I'm going to do it. Fine. Don't don't even worry about it. It's basically already done. Yeah. Kind of manner. Like pivot (laughs) and walk away. But, but in, in the way that you just absolutely... It's not someone storming off. It's just like, it's done. Don't even stress. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. not turn on heel and walk as, a, uh, as an act of defiance. There is a subtlety there. <laughs> so Harold's finished his uh, conversation. He's finished signing up. He looks over to see Potentia, like, walking with purpose straight at him. Hmm. How far away is Meredith from Harold at this point? Uh, she'd be a couple more, like a couple tables away. So right. you could like collect her on the way if you wanted to. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to. She she's a bit she's a bit hard to see in the crowd. Um, but she's definitely With the bars. Uh, noticeable because she's probably actually standing on a table playing a song. A, 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 you know, hey, she's got with, with, plus five with the giant thing of very fast. <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's like really yeah, into totally. it. Totally. Then, in which case, I walk up to Harold and just say, "We should collect our pint-sized friend because we have a job to do." Well, don't let her um, hear you say that. But um, a, a job, aren't we? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> How interested are you in solving problems for people, Harold? Ah, it depends on the problem. If it's, um, you know, taking candy from a small child, not very interested. Um, if it if it results in a good story, though, I'm all for it, so... Uh, I'm aware that the head librarian might need some assistance with something, and um, I thought, what oh. better way to get to know the university than to, and my new friends, than to find out what he needs. Is there a chance that we're assaulted by an interdimensional spider again, because that was less fun. Look, not that I'm aware of, but we could go, we could find out, we could make a decision, we could ask him whether there will be interdimensional spiders. Okay. I'm sure he'd be able to answer those questions. I don't know yet. I just know that he apparently has a problem. Well, I'm just very curious what kind of um, mystery would get you so interested in somebody other than yourself, so I'm in. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. I just oh. do, I do that, that, that thing of like, what, that facial expression of, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm delightful. But without ever, without <laughs> saying that, ex- without saying that explicitly, <laughs> just that like, you're yeah. wrong and I know you're wrong. So don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. <laughs> All right. So you make your way over to the bars mm. and uh, mid, mid stanza, you happen to catch Meredith's attention. 
Meredith kind of jumps down off the table and like hands the guitar back to somebody else um, and who picks up the chorus without missing a beat and kind of bounces over to, to the other two. I see you found your friends. Oh, yeah. No, I met these guys ages ago. They're really cool. That's Bob. Um, he is a human who is studying. Um, oh, gosh. What was it again? I can't remember. Oh, it's fine. I'm sure I, I'm sure I don't care. Human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't matter what he's studying. Yeah. It sounds fascinating. Ah, but they're really cool. I reckon you'd really like them. I feel like they would have interesting stories of their musical adventures, but for now, I have a I have a head librarian who needs cheering up, Meredith. Ah, oh no, why is he sad? What's happening? I don't know. All I know is that there's something that needs to be done in order for him to be happy. Do you think you could find it in your very large heart <laughs> to help us out with this? I feel like I need to do some sort of like insight check to see if she's if she can tell that the potential's lying and being horrifically patronizing. Uh you can make a check. Yes. If you like. Oh no. Um, and I'd like to have let's have Potentia roll a deception. Oh. To, set, to set the DC. I was aiming for persuasion on that, not to deceive her. Oh, well, just I just rolled a two, me. so this is going to go great. <laughs> I rolled an 18 plus one, so oh, a 19. No. Yeah, oh. <laughs> there you go. You you feel her words are, are earnest and true. There's no patron, like no patronizing at Yeah. You caught her little, like literally two I'm sorry, why didn't we have a conversation about this? I meant in comparison to my height, not actually in terms of you in general. I meant, you know, our friend in a very friendly so, way. So as you continue to, <laughs> as you continue this conversation, uh, walking down the path, you make your way to the library. You're like a, you're like a piece of Swedish furniture. <laughs> <laughs> that that doesn't make sense in this world. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you That's make fine. your way down to the, the library and it is a mm-hmm. hub of activity as people are getting uh, student cards and trying to reserve textbooks for the coming semester. As postgraduates, this is something that no longer bothers you. Uh, but the campus is full now with undergraduates who are going about learning the campus for the first time and trying to adapt to what is effectively the mid-stage of between high school and adulthood. Some of them are doing better than others, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. What you do see is the head librarian. So, Harold, you have seen him before, Mm. uh, but you've never really interacted with him. He's currently standing behind the counter of the library. He is a dragonborn, Hmm. uh, and he is way more muscular than you would expect a librarian to be, um, as he is currently carrying a large pile of books that he's about to reshelve. All right, Meredith, I think, is going to, like, tap him on the arm because that's the highest bit she can reach because dragonborns are huge, right? Yeah, he, he would be, like, seven feet tall. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, um, so he turns and just fully doesn't see you under the pile of book he's carrying. Hello! Down here! Hi! Oh, 
I am sorry, little one. I did not see you there. Mm. How are you going? Oh my goodness, that looks like a very heavy pile of books. I just, I remarked to Harold, he can call her little. Um, yes, well, he's kind about it. <laughs> oh, I am just reshelving books. Uh, what can I do for you today? Do you need some help? I mean, I'm, I can carry some of them for you if you like. Uh, that is very kind, but I, I can manage these. After all, I am the head librarian. Hey, mm. I don't believe we have met. What is your name? He, as, this is a conversation happening as he's walking through reshelving books. Um, she's kind of skipping along after him. <laughs> she's like, Meredith Meadowlark. I've only just started here. It's very, I'm very pleased to meet you. What's your name? It's very nice to meet you, Meredith. I am Bonin the librarian. <laughs> I pipe up behind him and just say, I understand you need some assistance with some form of task. No, yeah, I'm I just asked quite, him if he needed help with the books. Quite happy with these, with reshelving these books myself. Huh. Who, who, who told you I needed help? Uh, Nora. When you say her name, he like stops mid reshelf. Did you say Nora? Can I, um, I, can I gauge I want to gauge his reaction. Is he, is he sort of happy? Is he sort of surprised? Uh, he would be surprised. Okay. All right. Um, did you say Nora? Yes. Ah, uh, there's a librarian walking past and he just kind of, here, take these and reshelve them. And just drops like mm. seven books on this person's lap. This person who he uh, gives the books to is not built like a barbarian <laughs> uh, and almost crumbles under the weight, but continues on as all good librarians can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, uh, come with me. He walks down towards the back of the library. I follow. Um, who are who are these two with you? Oh, hi. Sorry, I'm I'm Harold. Nice to meet you. Uh, I've actually seen you around before, so n- not as new as these two. Yes, uh, your face is familiar. I believe you spent much time in the library in your last year. I I I definitely I, I did, and also I believe um, that that um, very dull accounting wing is named after my father. So there's that also. Ah, mm. very embarrassing. Ah, so you're a Wentforth. Uh, yes. Um, but don't Meredith would just like to point out that, yes, it's that very around. embarrassing, which is interesting that, um, that, that he mentioned it. She just kind of raises an eyebrow. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um, he, he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a key. Come with me. And he opens a door that was flush with the wall and looked like it was covered in posters, but he turns a key and the door just silently slides open. Please, mm. you are all postgraduates, yes? That's right. Come with me to the restricted section. <laughs> the restricted section? Ah! Before walking before walking through the door, I just want to have a look through the door before we just like end up somewhere we are. No, are. you see a large room full of like bookshelves on tracked wheels that you can fit more bookshelves than you'd normally be able to fit into a, this room this size. So kind of like compactus. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he will he'll turn a wheel and, and move these these bookshelves until he gets to the shelf he wants. And he kind of slides into this gap that's barely big enough for him. And he mm-hmm. says, I am currently missing a book that is long overdue. 
Oh, no. He gestures to a shelf that is mostly empty. And he says, this book I am looking for, it is called How to Rogue. It is a <laughs> uh, instruction manual of types that certain mm-hmm. people would have mm, very great interest in. Did you say uh, how to row or how to how rogue? How to rogue. R-O-G-U-E? R-O-G-U-E. Uh, okay, because yeah, the other one would have been a bit confusing. No, no, that is not in the restricted section. Mm, it is, yes. Yes, health fitness. Although, to be fair, it is a bit odd that a book called How to Rogue is in the restricted section because, I mean, there's a rogue society just outside. I would imagine it's not very hard mm. to find information about it's it. interesting you'll mention because president of rogue society is one who borrowed book. Ah. Yes, yes, he is a postgraduate as well. Although he did not borrow book when he was postgraduate. Very sneaky. Mm. So he has definitely taken on the, you know, the instructions and um, is thriving. This is good. Always good to learn new information from books, but it's important to remember certain books can take you on many journeys. Mm. He pauses like lost in thought. Mm. My first book, How to Read. Very good book. Anyway, if you can recover this book, I will say good things to Nora for you. I turn to the other two and say, do you think we can find a book in that sort of, I don't think this is going to be a problem. Well, kind of I have a horrible feeling this on. might be a little bit more involved than you think, Potentia. Did you see the, the desk, um, the paper on the desk for the Rogue Society? No. I sat on, I sat on the table, but I did not look at the paper. <laughs> well, I had a bit of a look at it, um, but then decided I heard all the, the band and, and decided to go and play with my friends anyway um, instead. But it said that we had to find the Rogue Society members to join the Rogue Society. Sounds like a challenge. I'm up for a challenge. Yeah. Are you both up for a challenge? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I don't really have anything to do until classes start. I am rather intrigued. He, um... Bornin over there made the book sound a little more than just writings on a page, you know? Mm. Yeah, he's got a gift, doesn't he? Oh, I, um, I mean, he's very charismatic, mm. sure. Um, no, I, I think I was, I was trying to say, I think there was some subtext behind his, his words, you know? I, I, I think the book mm. may have a little more value than uh, knowledge or, uh, or something. Really? Can I? Where are you having this conversation? Are you, is he? Is he like? I was going to say, can I? Yeah. Turn, can I turn back to Boron while this conversation is going on and just say, what can you tell me about the book? Uh, is simple looking book, um, yellow gold kind of cover. Uh, they look like that, and he pulls out one of the few books remaining on the shelf, um, which is called uh, How to Barbarian. Part of the how-to series of books written by a very smart person. Would these potentially have black on the cover as well? The text is black, yes. Yeah, mm. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> okay. But these books are very old, very special books. Interesting. Hmm. Do you have the rest of them there? No, just how-to barbarian. Huh. So do you need just to find the other ones? Uh, let's start with this, I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, 
I turn back to Meredith and just say, well, I think we should go read whatever this bit of paper you said you saw was, as it sounds like Mm. a good way to find the president of the Rogue Society. I think you might be right. Let's go back. All right, so... It was lovely to meet you, Bonin. Bye. Good to meet you too, halfling friend. (coughs) Uh, So the three of you make your way back through campus to the Rogue Society. The table is, as before, empty, with just that single placard sitting on it. He's got this very kind of like thoughtful expression on his face. He's someone that you you recognize, but you can't quite place him. Um, however, Harold, you've definitely seen this person before. Mm-hmm. And as you get closer, uh, Potentia realizes that this is someone that she scared the bejesus out of last oh, no. last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the this editor. is a a five foot uh, human. <laughs> Yes, but he's carrying uh, a notepad and a, a quill when he's taking notes. Um, yes, he is the the editor of the student newspaper. Hmm. Um, I think Meredith is going to like put a hand on Potentia's arm and just be like, um, I think maybe I should handle this. <laughs> I look down at her. Because I'm six foot tall, not because I'm trying to make a short joke. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And just go. Fine. Okay. You you see you mm, fine. You seem more more likely to make a good impression. Meredith kind of like pats her a little bit, um, and then goes, Ugh. "Just stay here. I'll go and have a chat." And then she kind of like bounds over to the others to the the guy. I I will I will follow Meredith mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Just is there is there a um. Uh, another table within earshot of the, of the rogue table that I can go and like stand at to listen to the, what's going on, rather than like being up next to him. It looks like there's uh, so the wizard table is nearby, mm-hmm. and they appear to be debating something with quite uh, heated uh, words that are being exchanged. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can very easily slip into the the crowd. That's that's surrounding these two wizards uh, and not be noticed um cool i should say when i say the words are becoming heated there is flame starting to flicker through the air <laughs> as they converse yeah nice yeah, that's much that's, that's fair mm-hmm. uh, and also nearby a group of uh magic users have broken off and are like shooting bottles off like a yeah. a, a tree stump <laughs> <laughs> just like pow, cool 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 pow. <laughs> You, you get the impression maybe those are sorcerers. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> we don't talk to them. Many opinions no. and feelings about sorcerers <laughs> from a wizard, from a high elf <laughs> wizard, but none to be expressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, you make your way over to this man who you haven't actually met no. uh, with a name. Not yet. Okay. I was going to say, did, does Meredith remember? Oh, uh, didn't I? Nope, you, you just scared yeah. him. And then he ran away. Uh, he helped you, I believe. He gave you some information. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Paper. Can it be the yeah. newspaper? Okay. Yeah, all right. So you walk up to this guy um, and he's you know finished taking notes and he flicks his, his notebook closed. Oh, um, hello? Hello, how are you? Um, I'm, I'm good. 
You seem familiar. I know, I was just thinking that about you, actually. I'm Meredith. Hi. Hi there. Um, Harold. Hi, Harold. Meredith, I'm Thomas, editor of the Dawning News, the student-run newspaper on campus. Oh, that's awesome. I've seen that around the place. So you're the editor of that one? Um, editor, journalist, investigator. Oh, that's amazing. What are you investigating right now? Um, well, you see, every year the the Rogue Society does something strange. Mm -hmm. And this year they haven't even turned up. Yeah, I saw that before. Yeah, it's it's unusual, even for them. Have you made any headway? Um, well... You feel as though this is somebody who, when you start asking them questions about things they're interested in, mm-hmm. whatever nervous facade they have melts away. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he just starts talking. Right. So I don't need to make any sort of persuasion check, I just have to look interested. Oh, no, this person wants to tell people about things. Yes! <laughs> and okay, he's cool. very happy to have someone to talk to. Okay, so this placard here says, if mm-hmm. you want to join us, you have to find us. Yeah. That's the, the basic, the, the top level. What's actually interesting is the writing around the outside seems to be some kind of grocery list. Yeah, I saw that. I suspect is part of that secret thieves language I've heard about. Oh, awesome. I've actually done a little bit of reading about that, but please tell me more. Um, so I think it's actually called Thieves Can't. Mm-hmm. Can't without the apostrophe, like a horse canters. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they they slip in secret messages into oh. regular conversations so that other people can hear them but not understand. Interesting. Yes. So I don't, but I don't speak Thieves Can't. Hmm. But I'm sure if you could find someone who speaks Thieves Can't and convince them to tell you about their secret language they could translate it maybe yeah i saw you taking notes before do you happen to have a copy of them uh i could make you a copy that would be amazing write it down at the bottom of a notepad yeah. and tear off a piece of paper awesome there you go thank you so much what was your name again thomas yeah thomas yeah oh fantastic thank you so much thomas um now if you make any headway about it like and if you find anybody um, I reckon we should probably maybe like work together and share information. You might get a really good story for the the newspaper. That'd be great. Yeah. Let me know anything. Yeah, we'll do. Absolutely. And you do the same as well. Yes. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, good luck. Thank you so much for the help. Um, anytime. I'll see you around. Mm. And so you two like walk back over to Potentia. You look back at him. He's got this like smile on his face. Like he's like achieved something. Mm-hmm. He sees he sees you walking towards Potentia, and that kind of that smile just kind of like, oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, just, I just want to do that 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 hello wave that people do when someone spots them. And they're like, oh no, it's that person. You're like, hello. <laughs> Not do anything. Like wiggling just, like, the fingers. Yeah. He like straight. He like straightens his glasses and like stiffens up. Like, like yeah. uh, awkwardly waves back and then turns around and walks very away. very quickly. <laughs> As um as as we're walking over to uh, Potentia, I say, mm, you know, I've heard that Thieves Cunt is actually uh, it's a very closely guarded secret amongst the rogues. We may we may have trouble persuading someone to uh, g- give up the secret. So we're going to have to be very persuasive, I think, if we find somebody. Meredith kind of just looks up at him and winks and says, "How on earth do you think I managed to do that? We're fine." Touche. All right. Well, let's yeah. So. Uh, Ross, 
if you wanted to try and find someone who、mm. speaks thieves' cant,、uh, there is a a bar that you know of. Mm-hmm. Which is very popular and frequented by a lot of people. And you might be able to find someone who can speak Thieves' Cant and maybe had enough drinks to kind of like translate something for you. Yeah, so now I think about it,、um, there's this, this dive bar called Dead Fred's. It's up in Ale Grove, you know. It's, it's, a, well, it's quite a shady part of town, quite honestly. And、I'm, I think we can probably, if we supply enough. Liquor to, to someone there. We, we can probably, if we're, if we're charming enough, find someone willing to,、uh, you know, willing to, to translate this for us. I have given you all a map of the city, and Ferramastus to Ale Grove is a reasonable distance. But luckily, along the main roads、uh, through the town, there are、uh, taxi services. That's helpful. Where For just a small amount,、uh, you can get from one side of the city to the other in relative comfort inside a little, little taxi cab. And I'm assuming that as two of you are reasonably well to do, you wouldn't want to hoof it across the town. I think for the sake of expediency, I would be pretty keen to get the taxi as well. So, yeah, I, I don't plan on walking across town today. No. Not at all? Not today. <laughs> we'll go exploring another day, but not today. I mean, I don't mind walking. It's good for your health. Gonna point out to the halfling how far it is and just how quickly we might want to get this done so she can go back to being a bard and barding everywhere.、Mm. Uh, yeah, I think like, the most direct path is over、like、a kilometre and a half, two kilometres through the city. That would take you、uh, some time. Okay. Meredith takes a deep breath and goes, All right, I'm in. Let's do it. Great. I will, I will flag down a <laughs> taxi cab. Yep. So there's some, there are some taxis that kind of sit、uh, waiting near the, the bridge because、uh, there are always people coming and going from the university. And so there's usually someone who wants a taxi. Um, so, you hop into a. They're, they're all black cabs.、Um, and you just hop in one. And you tell the, tell the driver where you're going. And he'll take you on the way. I wanna, can I be sitting like, in the back looking out the window just to kind of suss out where, like, where we're going in terms of what kinds of places are around on our drive?、Mm-hmm. Hey, it's your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM here. I、uh, just wanted to. Pause the episode for a minute and remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DN Doctorates and use the hashtag DN Doctorates. If you want me, Ross, Kate, or Joe, or one of the characters on the show to read a personal message for a loved one, or maybe you want to give a shout out to your DM, there's a link to that in our social media as well. I want to thank you all for listening to the episode. Love your support. And the next episode is already up if you want to get to that one straight after this. So let's get back to the episode. So you cross the, you cross the, the Silent River and travel through、uh, the main street of Oak Row, in through the Southern Gate, up through Silverstone,、uh, snaking your way between the King's Quarter and the Sunset District. Skirting the edge of the merchant district,
and he drops you off uh, a few blocks away from Ale Grove because the the roads aren't good enough to get a cab down that way. Uh, and they're also just way too busy. It'd be faster to walk than get a, a, a cab down. Mm. Uh, so you get dropped off uh, in the bustling area of the Merchant District. It is mid-afternoon by this stage. The, the sun is... Uh, sitting low in the sky, but it hasn't gotten to that sunset orange yet. And, you know, merchants are you know trying to sell things that are going to expire. They're slashing prices and shouting discounts. And the stores that uh, do their trade at night, restaurants, cafes, other establishments, are beginning to open up their, their windows and get things ready. Restaurants, cafes, and misc. <laughs> so you make your way to Ale Grove, a small district just south of Northport, along the river. Uh, it is full of taverns and bars, inns, places of drinking and gambling. Uh, it's a, a a raucous environment to step into, mm-hmm. but you find your way down an alley. To Dead Fred's. It's a, a sign out the front that's in quite nice letters says Fred's, and then someone's painted over it, dead. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so you can still read letters underneath that say Fred. Uh, and you can hear the, the sound of, of glasses clinking and people talking from inside. Uh, but it is early and there's no bouncer. Okay. Shall we go in? No, I uh, yeah, I follow. Uh, down some stairs into Dead Fred's. It is a dimly lit bar that is, despite it being earlier, well, late afternoon, pretty packed full of people. All kinds of people visit Dead Fred's, uh, including sailors, local merchants, the occasional noble slips in for a, a few drinks. Dead Fred's is a, an interesting mixing pot of all society mm. comes together. Uh, it's also one of the oldest bars in the city. And the barkeep is someone that is quite well known, uh, but I don't believe Harold's actually ever been here. So the sight of a ghost behind the, the bar is a bit of a shock <laughs> as he cleans a glass fills it with ale and slings it down towards someone who's waiting. So he's some sort of corporeal ghost. Oh yeah, he's he's a corporeal ghost. <laughs> he's a spirit who is haunting this establishment. Uh, you can guess this might be Fred. Whatever would give us that impression. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you walk in, he you know looks you over, uh, stares into the middle distance for a moment, and then goes back to his back to his work, uh, cleaning the bar as best he can while people spill drinks and and chatter away. Um, by looking around, can I tell what kinds of drinks get served here other than ale? Uh, there is wine. There is all kinds of unusual-looking spirits bottles with animals in them that you haven't seen before or not for a long time 
That one has a scorpion, you notice. And there seems to be uh, arranged like, uh, like a gun rack, a series of bottles of Kidaka and Daka liquid. Oh, um, I'm going to go over to the bar and order myself a wine just so that we don't look like we're out of place. At least one of us has ordered something while everyone's squirreling. So uh, Fred floats over. Evening, miss. What can I get you? Red, please. Uh, here we'll reach down behind the counter. You hear a cork pop, and he pours a quite full glass of red wine uh, that has a quite exquisite aroma to it. Wonderful. I'm going to stay, stay where I am for the, the moment and just sort of surveil the types that are in the bar. Mm-hmm. Are you are you looking for anyone in particular, or um, just trying to have a look? Just having a look at the moment, mostly because I'm just trying to suss out the best way to behave in this kind of environment. All right, give me a perception. Meanwhile, what's what's Meredith and Harold doing? Have they found a booth to sit in, or are they standing awkwardly in the the front door? Um, I think Meredith is with Potentia. Okay. So she's kind of like clambered up on a stool next to her. Um, and has ordered herself a ginger beer. We'll happily pour you a ginger beer. You're not sure where he's like. He reaches under the counter and just seems to have whatever uh, whatever mm. drink people want. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> Meredith is just kind of not going to question. Also, when you drink this ginger beer, there's something about it that like reminds you of your grandmother. <gasps> You're like, that's is that uh, what is that cinnamon? Oh. This is really good. Always the best in breads, he says, and floats off. Mm. Ah. She kind of uh, moves to, to cheers with um, Potentia and kind of has to, like, clink the glass yeah. herself. <laughs> Potentia's not. Because <laughs> Potentia isn't watching. 11 plus 3. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Give me this. <laughs> uh, 14 is the number. All right, so... Yeah. No, no, but like, I, sorry, I, I, I'm breaking it down by yeah, dice yeah. roll. All right, so, um, <laughs> trying to gauge how to act in this bar is throwing you for a loop, because on one side of the bar, in one of the booths, there is somebody dressed in all white robes who you recognise to be a follower of the, the the lawful good god of like life and, and healing and things. Mm-hmm. Having what appears to be a debate with somebody dressed like, like they've stepped out of a early '90s like punk band. <laughs> Very fantasy. Yeah, no, no, well I'm with you. Um, covered in like <laughs> leather and skulls and things, and they're having mm-hmm. a debate over something. Yep. Um, there's a sailor who's, you know, singing a shanty with some of his friends. There's some wizards in the corner um, who uh, would appear to be on their eighth bottle of wine between the three of them. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and these these gentlemen appear to be elderly in age, so that's a, mm. a lot of alcohol for them. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before, as you walked in, it's a mixing pot of people here. 
Harold, how are you handling this uh, this environment which you are unfamiliar with? Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm just kind of um, sort of wandering around under the auspices of looking for somewhere to sit. But what I'm really doing is trying to sort of clock eyes on someone who looks roguish. Okay. Uh, give me a perception. Alrighty. That is a 24. Very nice. Okay. Uh, mm. With a 24, you find someone sitting at a booth by themselves who looks particularly roguish. They mm-hmm. they are a, uh, a goblin mm. sitting there in, in leathers with poorly concealed uh, daggers on his braces, on his, on his arms. Mm. Uh, and you get the impression that he's showing you one thing so you don't see what, what else he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's sitting there drinking uh, a tankard of, of ale. Okay. I will go up to the bar and purchase two of that drink okay uh, Fred produces two of those great and I will sit down opposite the rogue and slide one of them over to the goblin and then take a drink myself so can I please get you to make a constitution saving throw absolutely mm. uh, 13 <laughs> All right. Um, it's a stiff drink. Mm-hmm. It's it drink is maybe the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's you know how li- <laughs> like beer is liquid bread. This is getting closer to solid bread. Yep. Getting getting your nutrients of the oh, day. Yeah. It's got it's a it's a beer you have to chew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something that Harold is used to with his his fine upbringing. Alrighty. Um, oof. But the the goblin. Okay. Uh, so I rolled a fifteen deception to to sort of convey the idea that I'm like, mmm, good, good beer. Okay. <laughs> uh, he he cocks an eye, but he's you know doesn't think too much of it. Hello, what can I do for you? Hello, friend. What's your name? I don't think I want to give my name to you. You've walked up here and slid me a drink. You're after something. Uh, am I that transparent? I see. Well, listen, I I have something that is probably a little beneath your skill set, generally, but I'm having this little uh, uh, competition with a few friends at the university. I'm sure you, you, you know about Ferramustris down in the south there? Ferramastus is the name of this town. You mean Ferramastus University? Of course. Where else? Right. What can I do for you, college boy? Well, you see, I, I'm not especially sleuthy like someone such as yourself. And um, these friends of mine have left me a, a little riddle. Um, very ingenious, actually. It, it, it appears to be just a normal sentence, but I can't make heads nor tails of it. And I, something tells me that a gentleman such as yourself may may be able to make some sense of it. Uh, roll a persuasion for me. As you're, as you're talking about this, his eyes narrow and he like looks at you and then looks around the room. 16. Okay. 
That was a lot of dice. <laughs> I might be able to help you. Um, what's in it for me? You can see his eyes darting around the room as mm-hmm. you talk. Um, I I sort of glance over at um, at Potentia and Meredith and sort of cock my head as if to say, um, like bring the thing. Um, and I I slide five gold over the table. Don't say anything. Just just slide it. I'd like um, Potentia and Meredith to make an insight check to understand your head nod. Sure. <laughs> I was going to say, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I got four. I got six. You do not, under, you do not interpret what his head nod meant. <laughs> well, he, he, he looked at you, <laughs> nodded, and then went back to his top. And then, sl- and then and from your angle, he just slid some gold to a goblin. I just look down at Meredith and says, he's doing just fine without us. Yeah, I mean, I've got no idea what he's doing, but um, seems to be doing it, doing it well. If you want to find out, you're more than welcome to. I'm going to sit right here and I plop myself on a stool. Mm-hmm. And enjoy this drink. It's actually a lovely vintage wine. Yeah. Uh, Meredith, do you do you wander yeah. over or do you decide to I'll stay? Come on over. All right. So you make your way through the bar, dodging people as they wander through and sidle up next to Harold. Hey, how's everything going over here? You've made a new friend. Hi, I'm Meredith. How are you? I am fine, Meredith. Um, he, he Now he's like really looking around the bar because there's someone with you. So he's like, what's going on? Who else is here? <laughs> um, your friend here tells me you have something that needs translating. Oh! <gasps> Oh, and you might be able to help us. Oh, that's very, very exciting. You'd be really doing us a huge favor. Um, oh, by the way, I... Ross, that, that five gold, that's gone. He, like, <laughs> oh, you, looked, you, you looked, you looked oh, yeah. away when Meredith showed oh, up yeah. and it just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here's what we've got. Um, I've got a copy of it as well, uh, but could you have a look at this? He slides the paper across the table. Mm-hmm. He takes it, reads it, looks at both of you. What's the meaning of this? Are you with the guild? Is this a test? Can I um? Can I roll a persuasion check? You can. Okay. So I got um twenty <laughs> two. That's very persuasive. Yeah. What um, are you saying? Uh, duh, duh, duh. what should I say? Mm-hmm. This is wine. I'm just going to say, yes, this is absolutely a test. We need you to tell us exactly what this says. Okay, that's going to really confuse That's going to no, really confuse so, him. Maybe I can no, be no. like, um, no, hey, right. he, we're, he, we're okay. doing random inspections. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be able to, uh, you know, make absolutely sure that you can actually read what this says. Um, so uh, he rolled an insight check and he rolled a natural 20. Oh, <laughs> dang it. Oh, you're just some kids from the college. You're looking... Uh, I mean, I did say that had, at the start, to be you, fair. I was you, very had me, you had me worried. <laughs> uh, so you, you can. I mean, well, that yeah. normally works, being a little bit tricky. But I'm really glad that it, you know, you you seem pretty happy and, and you don't really seem like you don't want to help us. Yes, yes. She kind of gives him her best winning smile. He, like exhales deeply as if like <laughs> whatever was 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 stressing him out has just like melted away <laughs> yeah 
I can tell you what this says. But if anyone asks, you didn't hear it from me. All right? Can I can I actually ask you your name so we can make sure that we didn't hear it from no. you? No. <laughs> I'm not giving yeah. you my name. Why would I do that? I don't um, want anyone knowing I've done this. And he lowers his voice. I don't want anyone knowing that I've done this. Mm-hmm. What this says is where you can find the Thieves Student Society. In Thieves Cant, it tells you where to find it. All right? Okay. Like, he, like, shuffles himself forward to, like, bring mm-hmm. you, like, bring himself closer to you, and he wants to, like, whisper forward. to you. I lean forward. So does Meredith. It tells you to find them where the holy meets the unholy. Huh. Is that all it says? Yes. You sure? He, like, looks at you, like, indignant. Like, what do you mean? It's just, that doesn't seem very helpful. Well, like, clearly it means something. It's some kind of riddle. Do you have any idea what it might mean? You haven't paid me nearly enough. He downs that ale that you've given him, Ross, Mm -hmm. and you, like, hear him, like, chewing as it goes down. (laughs) I slide him mine. Well, I'm gonna, no, (laughs) I'm on my way, and you didn't see me here. He walks out. Huh. What a strange person. Yes. Well, you know, I've never solicited uh, a strange fellow in a bar before. That was quite fun, huh? You did pretty well, actually. Oh, could you tell? I was sweating inside the entire uh, yeah, time. Yeah, I could. I mean, I'm pretty good at reading people, and you did seem a little bit nervous, but I don't think he noticed. I think it was fine. She winks. I hear that goblins can smell fear, actually. I'm wondering... <laughs> what on earth that drink tasted like. Oh, Yeah, it seemed a bit chunky. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, all your vitamins and minerals you need. It's a, it's a meal substitute. You feeling good enough to, to maybe have a think about where we need to to go next? Hey, Harold, you're actually from the city, right? Uh, yes, yes. You've I, lived here I, all your life? I, 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 I've, I've traversed many, many a, uh, uh, a city, uh, city passage and a uh, place, yes. You enjoy words, don't you? Um, so I was thinking, um, do you have any idea where where this might be? Like, is there any sort of place in the city where, like, there are a whole bunch of temples, maybe? So, yes, uh, I'm going to give you some information here, mm. Ross, as this is something Harold would know. There is a district in town called the Three Wells, which is mm-hmm. a place that has a number of temples and churches. Yep. And you would also know that directly... Next to the three wells is an area called the Sunset District, mm-hmm. which is a district where the nobles go to party. Mm-hmm. We'll say mm-hmm. some patronage, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's uh, a place of uh, high stakes debauchery. We'll say high stakes and ill repute. Yes, that sounds mm. pretty unholy. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the. The shadiest area of the middle of town, the Sunset District. It sounds like we might need to head there. Should we go check it out? Let's go. Let's go. Do you need to finish your lunch? Um, you know, actually, I think I need a bit of a cleanser before we leave, and I will grab also a ginger beer. Oh, ginger beer is the best, right? For some reason, this one reminds me of the Grove. Something about it. I don't understand. Tell me what you taste. In order to get this ginger beer, they have come to the bar. Yeah, you've, so you've walked over to the bar. Great. Yes. <laughs> Did you find out what you were looking? Did you find out anything about our note? I've been sitting at the bar this whole time. I don't know anything. <laughs> um, it was a little cryptic, but I think we got what we need. So yeah, good. 
Good, and I finish, I finish the last bit of my delightful glass of bread. This conversation probably took some time. You probably took some time to like compare notes and you know work it out. So as you're leaving, it is starting to get dark, mm-hmm. uh, and you can see there's a number of college age kids who have just arrived at Dead Fred's, uh, and you, you hear them shouting, "Shots! Shots! Shots! Shots!" as they walk past you. I will, as I leave, go, um, uh, whatever the ale was that I ordered for the goblin, I will say, you must try it. Absolutely <laughs> life-changing. Uh, give me a persuasion roll. Alrighty. Um, uh, 13. Oh, yeah, they're already plastered. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great. They're going to have a life-changing experience, Ross. Awesome. Meredith, like, gives Harold a fist bump as they leave. Yeah. <laughs> I look at the two of you like, oh God, what have I gotten myself in for? <laughs> well, you see, you see, like, as the kids, as these young adults have walked, have entered the bar. Um, to me, they're children. To me, they're absolutely yeah. 100% children based on how old I am. Well, yeah, um, that's true. Um, dead, dead Fred starts lining up some what look like black jello shots mm. that um, as he puts on the counter... They continue to wobble well after the place. Oh, can I, before, before we leave, can I can I cast prestidigitation on those to flavor them like <laughs> like if I if they flavor them like alcohol, so they are like the most alcoholic tasting, so, burning sensation. Uh, you cast you got to cast prestidigitation like, as you're like leaving because this is yeah. you know, as you cast you kind of like slip it in the back behind you as you cast it. Yeah, um, I get a, a cubic foot. So basically, yeah. I'm assuming that they're kind of sitting well, on the so bar, mostly. The, like the first, like, you go to cast prestidigitation, yeah. and the first one you target, the glass shatters. Mm-hmm. Um, the jello shot stays completely intact. <laughs> and then shuffles itself off the bar. Oh, oh, nah. mm. oh nope. Yum. Well, I guess I won't have what he's having. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Meredith kind of just blinks and then goes, So, shall we go? Please. <laughs> to, the, to the Sunset District, then. You notice that also uh, that drink that you didn't finish, Ross, mm. um, one of the, the patrons of the bar saw you leave and walked over to the booth, took that drink and poured it on the floor. Oh. <laughs> ah, okay. And, like, uh, hmm. ga- gave you, like, a, an angry glance as, as you were leaving. Hmm. I just give him the sort of two-finger salute and um, the, the not-rude version, you know, the actual right. temple okay. two-finger salute and, um, you know, as if to say, eh. <laughs> and, um, and walk out, yeah. So you make your way uh, through the Sunset District, which is really picking up energy for the night, to the, the street that borders the Three Wells and the Sunset District. What are you looking for? Um, Meredith isn't looking for anything. She's just, like, drinking it all in. The extrovert in her is like, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. That's and she fair. loves all the, like, bright colours and music and stuff. Can I please have perception rolls from everybody? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, can I cast my eyes around to see if I can spot any thieves' camp? Well, you wouldn't recognise it if you, if you no, but did. No, rec- I would recognise like... that it is thieves' camp that I wouldn't understand, no? No, thieves' camp is regular sentences and words yes. that have a secret meaning behind them. So uh, you'd see like a, a sale sign with lots of text. Yeah. That the secret message is like written between perception, the lines. Perception, yeah? Yes, perception. I got a nine. Twelve. Seventeen plus three. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Woohoo! Down the kind of 
smack in the middle of the street, mm-hmm. you spotted someone slip open a manhole cover and go down it. Mm-hmm. Like they, they waited till the crowd was, was quite busy around them. And you saw the manhole cover slide between someone, like between the legs, you could see it slide open and they dropped down and slid it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did this quite deftly without people around them noticing. Mm. I point out my observation to the other two who are seemingly distracted by mm? the rest of the world. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. Hang on, where was it you said you saw that? Uh, is this a, a space where like it's the middle of the road road or is it like there? Are... It's like the middle of like the middle of this road. It's not this isn't like a main thoroughfare, but it's it's a road. Sorry, my, my question was more is it like the middle of a part of the road that a part would go down or is it like between lines of traffic? That makes sense. Uh, it it was in the like the very middle of the street. Like you could not be in the middle more between these two districts. Right. Okay. So it's right in the middle between the two districts. Yeah. It's exactly where we're looking for. Is what I we're think, saying. I think my yeah. I think my point is more. Is it a place <laughs> that I could go walk to without risk of getting hit by a piece of traffic? Because that's oh yeah of, yeah. So there's yeah. there's not much uh, cart traffic coming through Great. here. It's mostly just foot traffic. Because what I was going to do was. Um, not, not grab you by the hand in the childlike way, but like grab you by the shoulder and pull you across to me and just like stand above it. Like this one. Ah, I mean, mm. that does make some sense. Hmm. Should we check it out? Obviously. Um, yeah. Um, it will be dark down there now. Likely be dark down there. Oh, I might be yes. able to help with that. Ah, excellent. Absolutely. I... So what she does is she... Mm. Opens up the manhole cover and jumps down. Um, do I need to roll anything? I would say you first need to make a strength check to move the manhole oh, cover. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, that's not going to go well. I'm going to stand there blocking her view from, like, everyone in the Sunset District. Just, like, yeah. behind me. I got a 14. So I rolled a 15 and I've got minus one. <laughs> yeah, so with a 14, you do manage to get it off with, with some difficulty. She's it's like, not a smooth, help! smooth maneuver. Help! Um, I would like, while this is happening, to see if anyone is watching, watching me <laughs> do this. Uh, there are people who have seen you, mm-hmm. but they're not paying much attention to you. Great. Okay. Then, so while um, the tiny halfling struggles, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Um, I will notice this and just give an assist for the last sort of, you know. Pull up, pull up the thing. Gee, uh-huh. thanks. <laughs> anyway, so she jumps on down into the, the hole. 